Well, actually, Patrick, as we were just starting the show, I got a notification that Liz Cheney out. I know. Uh, I just tweeted about it, actually. Okay, so, um, you know, we got tons to talk about this morning. Also, hopefully you've gassed up your car. It looks like no one's going to have any gas, so. I know. I don't know how, uh, what, are you worried here? (laughs) (laughs) How are the, how are your news crews going to get out to uh, breaking news? They better fill up. (laughs) I would say so. Are you, where do you want to start? You want to talk Liz Cheney or you want to talk this hacked um, oil line? I mean, let's just, I mean, real quick on Liz Cheney. It's ridiculous. The GOP, you know, the appeasement of Trump continues. You know, I get it to a certain degree based on his following and based on his influence and based on not wanting to re uh, relitigate the uh, January 6th um, incident and also the, the rhetoric that the election was somehow um, fraudulent. And, and, and I also, in a weird way, understand it from Kevin McCarthy and the leadership's perspective. How? Because, well, because their goal is to win the House. Their goal is to win the House. It's all they care about. Okay. Okay. And, you know, you got gas prices going up, obviously not specifically due to the current administration, but stuff happens. The, the border's a mess, literal mess. Uh, you know, um, inflation's on its way, food prices are going up. The, the, the job number last week was horrific. They expected a million. It was 266. You have um, just a lot of things going negative right now, like really negative. All right. But here, here's the thing. As you and I have talked about on this, we've both voted for Republican candidates in the past. You're a fiscal conservative. Aren't you at your wits end with the Republican Party? Yeah, I mean, no, Kevin McCarthy no. is the worst okay. But here's no, but hold on. You, you got to look at it from both sides. First of all, I don't agree with the Liz Cheney move. I, I've said such. I just tweeted out. To me, a lot of times, you know, you're pushing out, um, you know, and Liz Cheney, by the way, is not moderate, but I said, mo- you know, moderate, moderate, moderate Republicans, especially female Republicans, have gravitated toward the Democratic Party, especially in the suburbs. Moves like this will continue to have that happen now playing devil's advocate all the democrats care about is winning the house and or the senate and honestly that's all the republicans care about because you can't get anything done without it if the republicans control the house and the senate in two years a year and a half now um they can basically block everything biden wants to do for his last two years so that's what this is about and you know, we could talk morality. We could talk. Yeah. Well, you know, bipartisan, like getting things done. I mean, but frankly, I think the Democrats will do would have done the exact same thing and, and vice versa. So if you're looking at it from, you know, you know, uh, uh, an outside looking in, it's 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 terrible that they continue to uh, perpetuate the, the false narrative of the election and appease Trump. But if you're being a politician inside the House, inside the Republican leadership, you can't afford to have a Liz Cheney keep mouthing off because it's going to hurt your chances. I mean, the prognosis right now is that the Republicans will take back the House 
in a year and a half. It's based so on, infuriating. Based on the census, based on redistricting, based on the state leaderships, the the, the gerrymandering of, of districts, it's, there's a very, very, very good chance the Republicans take historical midterm uh, wins, usually go to the party not in the presidency. So, uh, you know, if, just, I'm being a, you know if, I'm, if I'm being an analyst, I could see it on both sides. If I'm being Patrick Paolini, I don't like it. I have to believe there are more Americans like us than than these extreme, you know, Trump support. And I just do not understand. You know, you you hear a lot. You read op eds. They're still saying that Trump is like as of right now, the front runner for 2024, which is and and, and he wouldn't win. So you don't think he would? I, no. And I think I, the Kevin think McCarthy's and I think the Kevin McCarthy's, the Scalise's of the world truly believe he would not win. So that's why winning the House is crucial. They control the House, they control the Senate, they control the agenda, they control the legislation, they control the narrative. The presidency is honestly rendered, I don't want to say meaningless, but very, you you weaken the ability for them to get anything done. That's why it's so imperative right now for the Biden administration to convince Manchin and Sienema uh, to move toward their, I believe it's a fairly progressive agenda with taxes and infrastructure and the spending. I could tell you right now, the inflation, the gas prices, uh, the border crisis, some of these other things that are going on do not help his cause. Do not help to, for the mansions of the world or the cinemas of the world to move in his direction. And, um, so we'll, you know, oh, we'll see. I just, uh, I'm so frustrated. I mean, it, it, both parties are frustrating. We talk about it a lot on this show, but the Republican Party this week, it's just. I mean, you got the Israeli mess going on, the Palestinians, attack, Hamas attacking. Um, you know, the administration's been fairly quiet on backing is the, the you know is Israel, which is not is not good. Uh, so, so so it's funny. Like it's not funny. Poor choice of words. But you know, two weeks ago you asked me, and I kind of said I think Biden's you know he's fine. He's doing okay. He's doing okay. Yep. Man, two weeks later. What, wait, what changed? The Israel-Palestine uh, conflict or what? No. the gas thing? What's going Why have you changed? Life, things happen, right? Okay. And, you know, inflation's moving up, price of goods, food going up. Uh, and again, the gas prices not, aren't his fault, but it is what it is. He's the president, right? Border crisis, Israel. Um, but then we just had like the Dow Jones hit another record day at 35,000. Uh, okay, I mean- but- Hold on. The Democrats, when Trump was pounding his chest about the Dow, everyone said that's not an indication of the economy. Right. So it can't be now. There's just a lot of negativity going on. And at the end of the day, when you're president, listen, these employers can't find jobs. You still have you still have these blue states, these predominantly blue states, major cities struggling. Right. Still struggling immense. Can't find employers. You know, most of them are reopening. Uh, but, you know, commercial real estate is going to be very difficult. Um, I, we'll see. It's just it feels like 
Do you think we're headed in not a good direction now? I can tell you right now, if what was going on now and Trump was president, I think the narrative would be a lot more negative than you're seeing it right now. And again, when you're president, there's things that are out of your control and it's how you react to them. You know, the pipeline issue is not his fault, but he's got to deal with it, right? Kamala Harris hasn't been to the border yet. You know, it's a it's a mess. Um, yeah, tw- I believe 22 governors, both Democrat and Republican, write a letter to the administration saying they have to fix the crisis at the border that that they've created. They're trying to blame Trump on the border crisis, which is uh, is falling on deaf ears because, you know, the the the, the, the you know the illegal undocumented coming in was really way down under Trump, and now it's way back up. So, I don't know. You asked me a question about Liz Cheney, and I went on a long-winded Oh, answer. no, it's fine. I'm just, you know, like I said, I just wanted to know your thoughts on the Republican Party, because um, I, I think you're a moderate conservative, like a lot of Americans are. Oh, and yeah, and again, I don't like it. I like, you know. Yeah. And by the way, Elaine Stefanak, the, the woman they're going to put in. Yep, replacing Liz. She yep. actually voted with Trump more than Liz. I'm sorry, she actually voted with Trump less than Liz Cheney did. So it just blows my mind. I mean, Dick Cheney's daughter, you can't get any more conservative than that. Than that. You know, Darth Vader, they used to call him, right? Or something like that. Oh my God. Remember when he was the most evil human being? Uh, We've moved on from that. Oh yeah. I remember when George Bush and him were the most evil. Now they love each other. Right. Uh, And everybody loves George Bush. Right. Um, All right. How how things change. Tons of things to get to. Um, You brought up the uh, employment, right? So U.S. Chamber came out this week and said enough with these $300 payments every week. Um, I hear it from Maine to D.C. My families in Maine that own businesses cannot get help. Uh, No one wants to work. No one wants to work. No one wants to work for 15 an hour. Okay. That was like the big thing. I think it's a few things. I think, I think the, some of the stimulus payments and some of the extended unemployment have contributed to a small degree where like restaurants and bars, retail establishments, part-time workers are having a tough time because if you can make, you know, again, you have to prove that you're looking for a job. You have but it's not hard. Even even President Biden came out this week and said, it's really not enforced. We need to enforce it. So now, uh, on a larger scale, I, I don't think that's the major contributing factor. I do think it's lifestyle. I think it's people have refigured out childcare. I think it's the schools are still not open. So people can't leave to go to work full time. Okay. And-, and I don't want to understate this because I believe it's true. These decisions over the last 10, 12 months with the schools are going to have dire consequences on multiple levels for a long time. And everyone, you know, downplayed it and poo-pooed it. And the teachers union has, you know, played games. And by the way, the teacher union, the, the emails, have come out where Randy Weingarten, who's uh, I can't remember her title, but president of, of, of the I think it's the United Teachers Federation, but or whatever the largest union is for teachers. Um, sending emails directly to the head of the CDC with specific language on what to say about reopening schools. 
right? Little Tuchel, CDC is supposed to be based in science until they're not, right? So, you know. <laughs> yeah, things like that are, you know. The school should have been opened up. People yeah. could have been going back to work. So, you know, I think you have a lot. It's lifestyle. It's reevaluating priorities. It's people have downsized. So maybe they don't need as much income. They're waiting for schools to go back. Um, I, you know, again, you, I, you think know, maybe it's a combo, ha- they've made it, right? So, More than the three hundred dollar a week payments. The other, the other thing you don't realize is, like, I, I mean, we we have one right by our station, where where you know, small business, the the owner, gentleman had to lay off his entire staff, so the wife, in, had to in essence quit her job, or leave her job. So she could go into the store to and help. work or they were going to lose the business. So now she can't just go back into the workforce right now. So uh, counties, especially in this region, states have been slow to open. Now, finally, you're starting to see, you know, D.C. complete reversal. M- you know, Mayor Bowser was getting killed. People couldn't dance. Twenty five percent indoor. Yeah, the wedding and over- business. And then overnight we're, you know, 50 to 75 and now we're going to be at 100 on June 11th. Bars, I mean, great nightclubs. Yep. You know, I think, you know, somebody got to her. Maybe it was, you know, Polini perspective. I doubt it. I doubt it very Hopefully much. Hopefully she tunes in. I'll take credit. We'll take credit, Sarah. Let's take Okay. Yeah, absolutely. She heard the show and, you know, um, she did a- You know, New York City, 100% next week. Uh, Virginia move in that direction. Mo- Pete, Prince George's County announced going full opening. Except Montgomery- County. Oh, I mean, what please. is up with Mark Elrich? Seriously, and 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 Travis Gales. They'll go down with the ship. They are they are going to sink the ship. They don't. No, they sunk the ship. I don't care what he talks about. How oh, we're the lowest this. The fact is, he his inability to balance the economic impact, the business impact. What people want with his paralysis leadership is just, I can't even, the frustration level from everyone I talk to is, it's unbelievable. And and by the way, and I've said this a hundred times on Twitter and stuff. For those of all these people, oh, we're going to make our decisions based in science or to follow the CDC. Well, here's Montgomery County not following the CDC, not making their decisions based on science with the stole outdoor mass this. And I mean, the CDC came out this week. And basically, when you look at the data, 0.1%, 0.1% of all transmissions have taken place outdoors. So basically, you didn't even need to wear a mask outdoors the entire time unless you're in a really dense crowded situation you know like a protest or a rally sure or, sure you know, yeah or uh, really close to something you know you guys are sitting at a picnic table so, you're very close so, to something. So, so you got that they're also saying that they're waiting for 60 percent of montgomery county citizens to at least have one vaccination to go to 75 percent well cdc says we're there montgomery county is using a different set of numbers also I believe if you look at eligible people, so the 16 plus population, they are there, but they're saying everyone, 
because they want the 12 to 15 year olds to get the vaccination. So they're including, I think, that age group in the total to drive the percentage down to say they're not at 60 percent. So you just got all this, you know, ma- manipulating numbers now. The fact that this county and why? is fully why? open yet. Yeah. I, why, I wish though? I could tell you why. Control. I, I, I don't. It's, it's just it's just. Listen. People who are not good leaders. You know, it's easy to say no, 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 no. It's harder to say yes. It's harder to say, you know what? This is worth the risk. Or this is how we're going to balance this and go forward. This is how we're going to complete this project. It's it's easy to say no and not be creative. Schools, businesses, venues. You know, uh, to me, what I don't get about Montgomery County, though, is businesses drive your taxes. Uh, they drive, obviously, taxes that pay for schools, a, roads. He, when he got what elected, is he doing? He, he's, an, he's an anti-business. Um, he's just, an, he's, an, he's, a, he's a progressive anti-business leader. They don't think like that. They don't think, it's, they, they talk a great game. The lack of compassion from the from the Montgomery County Council, Tom Hucker and his group, Mark Elrich, Travis Gales, and the, the entire county leadership, it, it's just been just been terrible. And I frankly think it's going to cost him his reelection. Well, really it should. Do. I mean, I don't know I think, how small I think, business. I think Blair will win. He only lost by seventy-seven votes last time in the primary. I think there's a very good chance Blair wins. And you know what? We'll see. We'll we'll see. Yeah, I'd be shocked if if Elrich wins again. Yeah, you know, I I will say this county has a lot of. It's a very very liberal progressive county. There's a lot of people who, if it was up to them, they would never reopen, never go to school, never wear masks, kids stay home. It, it's just the mindset of a lot of people in this county. So, I, I'm not convinced he definitely will lose. But I think there's a very good chance he'll lose. You better get out there and campaign. Uh, I can't do that in my capacity. But, oh, true. <laughs> but, but, oh, um, I'm sorry. Well, you know, I, I'm with you. I don't know how is a small business it, person. For, for someone could... who's going to run a business in that county in the, in five weeks time, moving 200 employees to that county, I do have a voice to to at least say, you know, there's a way to balance this. There is a way to balance it. Especially. You know, I, think, I, think, I think the governor's done a good job. I think, um, you know, it's interesting. You know, he, you know, Mark Elrich was, was, you know, pounding Governor Hogan. You know, oh, he surprised us. Oh, he's moving too fast. Oh, this, oh, that. But when New York City, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Connecticut, Delaware, Virginia, all said they're going to 100%. All Democratic leadership, he didn't say a word. Mm. So, you know yeah. what? Stop. Stop at your hypocrisy. Open the county up. The businesses in here have suffered way too much. Too many places are out of business. Um, and by the way, I, I think it's like 84% of people 65 plus are vaccinated. That was the goal. Now it's everyone. Now it's like 
So, so we're going to have policies for the unvaccinated? Yeah. Well, like you said, I mean, especially in Montgomery County, you're just seeing them. They move the finish line all the time for whatever, time. For whatever reason. Move the sun again. Yeah. Stop with the it's nothing's been based in science. It's all arbitrary. 60 percent, 55 percent, 20. You can make up those numbers. You know, the, the entire thing has just been. And by the way, you're going to be wearing masks indoor in oh. Montgomery County. For the rest of your life, because that's how they'll 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 manage this. Well, we heard we heard Fauci come out and say that, right? I mean, now you know, and again, oh, Fauci don't changes. Don't get me started with that guy. <laughs> Weren't we open for business July one, and everything would seem somewhat normal of twenty July twenty twenty one? Now Fauci says, well, more like July of twenty twenty two, and and seasonal masks. I, listen, I, I think listen, Fauci. Fauci don't. He's like the CDC, just all over the place. I do get so 60 Minutes uh, did a story last week and just crushed the CDC. Really? That's shocking for them. Well, but the CDC's they've lost their credibility. They're they're appeasing teacher unions are all over the place. They've been slow to react. They sending out misinformation. They called it under 10 percent. So so the press release comes out and says under 10 percent transmission outdoor. Well, when you really look at it, it's like 1% or 0.1%. It's like, so why are you saying under 10%? It's under 1%, right? What do you think their deal is? Just an abundance of caution? Do you think it's, I'm well, sure I it's- I think they were woefully late, woefully behind. And I, also, they're, they don't set policy. But yet, everyone is acting as if, what they say is automatic policy. So if that's the case, then schools should be open three feet apart. But then, oh, well, you know, you got to do this, got to do that. I mean, listen, you, you probably have 80 to 90% of your teachers vaccinated. Now it's about the kids getting vaccinated. See, it's, to your point, always it's always moving the goalposts. So it was the schools, the air quality is not good. The ventilation's not good. Okay, six feet apart, we're going to open up. No, teachers got to be vaccinated. Okay. Now the teachers are vaccinated. Well, the kids got to be vaccinated. Oh, okay. Guarantee you the next mile marker they'll move is, you know, because there's a well, lot no, of talk. It's gonna be, you know, it's going to be booster shots. Exactly. You, right you read my mind. It'll be the booster. It'll be, when we, well. When we, when we get to September, October, it's well. Totally. All those teachers that got the vaccination in February are now, we they can't come back in. We need to pause. Uh five-day-a-week learning because um, they need their booster shots. Until they get all their booster shots, they can't come back. It's just going to be I know an ongoing. Or how about San Francisco? School system's been closed for a year and two months. It's May 14th or 13th. School ends in San Francisco in like two weeks. Yet, oh, seniors can come back because... If they weren't reopened by May 15th, they would have lost $12 million in funding, I believe. So, Uh oh, they can come back now to get their funding. I I would imagine that's, I mean, yeah, you think about all the budgets, school lunches, school breakfast, like all those stuff. I mean, yeah, it is going to be the the ripple effect. And I've said this before. A lot of things can be true, right? Pandemic was devastatingly tragic. I think there were certain 
restrictions and, and, and pauses on certain events and things that had to take place. But I also think it became political. I think it was used as an excuse to do or not do things, to get additional funding on things that maybe you didn't really need. And, um, you know, I, it, it's just, you know, from flatten the curve to protect the vulnerable to now everyone's got to be vaccinated. Yeah. And again, I'm a pro-vaxxer. Like, I, I think everyone, and honestly, I'm actually over the top pro back. I think, I don't care about those who don't get a vaccination. I don't care. I hate to say that, but I don't care. And, uh, we should not have to protect. If you don't want to get a vaccination, unless, you know, there are few people who are immunocompromised who can't get the vaccination. Yes, you got to protect them. But those people probably were taking precautions with the flu and a lot of other things. Sure. Obviously, COVID would be very bad for them. And as would, I guess, the vaccination. But there's very few of those people. We should not be making one adjustment policy condition for the unvaccinated. If they don't want to get vaccinated and they get sick, sorry, tough. That's the way it works. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I do want to ask you a couple of quick ones. Last week, we had predicted on this show that Facebook would reinstate uh, former President Trump's uh, right. Well, I don't know if it's rights, but that they would um, reinstate yeah. him to have Facebook and Instagram privileges. They actually didn't. They're going to kick it down the road for six more months. Yeah. And then they have this enormous committee. I mean, oh, my God, doctors. Yeah, were, the and- committee was the committee was heavily. They criticized Facebook heavily, but didn't reinstate. So what do you um, think? We had said they would. What are you surprised or do you think it's a good move? Yeah, I was surprised. I thought they would. Um, so they came out and, and kind of ripped Facebook, but didn't. So, I, you know, I don't really care enough about it, to be honest with you. I, okay. It's kind of quiet not having him on Twitter. I do think, though. I know it's um, nice. You know, listen, I think they're going to kick the can. I think in several months he will be reinstated, especially if he runs for re-election. He'll have to be reinstated. I don't think you could silence him at that point. Uh, I personally don't think he's going to run again because I personally don't think he'll want to lose again. Um, I think he will drag it along, whether he's going to run, whether he's not going to run. And I think he'll try to be a kingmaker rather than I think DeSantis will be the nominee. Uh, and I think if Biden runs again, it'll be a very tight election. If Biden doesn't run again, I think DeSantis will beat Kamala Harris, assuming she's the nominee. Well, uh, that could be dangerous. Wow. So I'm, I'm, yeah. Uh, How I, do think you- DeSantis, I think DeSantis will beat Kamala Harris easily, easily. Oh, um, yeah. okay. Uh, pipeline. Pipeline being hacked. Have they determined yeah. if it was russia that did it i mean a russian gang they're saying okay so uh, holding them hostage and i don't know if they've paid a ransom for this or whatever yeah, i don't think they're going to tell you that they say that manual production is starting to uh manual production's up and running they're saying by friday they'll be so whether they paid figured it out over you know we're able to from you know a system override or something they're not really saying too much about the the technical side of it um, but again, typical Americans panic, run out to the gas station, poured gas like they did the toilet paper. Uh, by the way, so you're not you. You think this is just all mayhem and 
And it there's does no seem short, like there's no shortage. I know. Yeah. One, no. one week is not going to create a shortage. Yeah. This goes on for months. Yes. One week, no shortage. But again, the administration was slow to get that message out. Um, the the Secretary of Energy was very kind of, I thought, very weak in her speech or her address, whatever you want to call it, uh, press conference. Um, so, I mean, I, to me, I find this worrisome, though, that these are all test runs for, you know, it, it, like this yeah, could potentially be. Thing. I agree. Yeah, I it, agree. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, listen, we're so reliant on yeah. certain factors of energy um, yeah, and, and obviously communications and cyber attacks have been you know, very concerning for a long time. Uh, no, very, very concerning. And, you know, these companies, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, they're an oil company. You would think they'd have firewall after firewall after firewall, but they don't. They don't. Now, they, they should. They need to, but but they don't. Um, I know. It's very scary. But, you know, I, I have this theory about Americans. They will line up for anything. If you go to an airport or you go to like, a, like, a, like a, a, a theme park or something and just line up in front of a door, people will line up behind you because they have no why. They'll have no idea why they're lining up, but they'll line up. We should do, do a video about car. this. Just like have two cars parked back to back and oh, somebody's going to pull back. Why? Oh, they're lining up. Why are we lining up? We got to line up. Honey, we got to line up. We should do a video and see if this is true. I do I mean, believe that people, Americans will follow you anything. People with, you got a you got a Southwest, you're B12 and you're you're like crowding in. You're or you know you're number 3, group 3 on on American Airlines and and you know or group 6 and they're on group 1 and you're like people got to say excuse me, excuse me. Oh, don't I it's people it. are followers big time. Damn, it is damn damn Americans. <laughs> Americans. Um, okay. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about this too. So we obviously are very critical of award shows. NBC saying they're not going to air the Golden Globes in 2022 because the Hollywood foreign press has not uh, made enough change in diversity. They don't really cite the ratings. They cite the Hollywood yeah, foreign press. Tom Cruise uh, surrendering his Golden Globes. Um, Scarlett Johansson coming. What do you think this Do you think um, this is just like wokeism do you think that this is like they really need little, to diversify a little, a, li- a little wokeism a little truth i do think the, the 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 foreign press um has has not been diverse enough inclusive enough on candidates i think they've missed a lot of opportunities to um to, to um recognize diverse uh performances diverse writing diverse creativity uh, in, in, in Hollywood, uh, you know, Ricky Gervais, who we, we go back the to best. every show said, you know, the Hollywood foreign press is racist. They are a racist organization. That's what he, he said. But wait, wasn't that a joke? Yeah. But I think everything Gervais says is, has There's a some truth. truth to it. Right. So, you know, that, you know, he made the joke about how they weren't going to do an in memoriam because it wasn't diverse enough. <laughs> so funny. So, and he's like, not on my watch, not on my watch. So I think there's some truth to it. I also think this is some, it could be a, a negotiation on on rights fees too going on. And I also think award shows are toast. My Completely thought. Completely utter toast. No my one cons- cares. 
Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. Well, my conspiracy theory on this is instead of just admitting defeat that no one's watching these shows, that NBC is like, you know what? Here's an out for us without saying, you know, because it's aired for what, 65 years or something, 60 years. So they can just go, oh, well, you know, they're not diverse enough. So we're not going to when in fact, no one's really watching. I think I think all these award shows are going to have to be re re rethought. Um, yeah, I just don't think people care enough anymore. You know, the self congratulatory wokeism, people patting themselves on the back for their own performance. It's you know, and and honestly, I think the pomp and circumstance of movies. Unfortunately, I think is kind of ending when you could stream stuff to write to your home. It's unfortunate because I like going to the movies. I like going out to eat and go to a movie. And but you know, so we'll see. Well, and Golden Globes obviously is not just movies; it's TV also. Um, you know, I also think the part of the problem has been too linear television has been pushed aside for the streaming, you know, the Amazons and the Netflix and so forth. But in reality, you know, some of the shows that are on network television dwarf the ratings of these shows that are critically acclaimed on Netflix or Amazon. And you also have a different, you know, unfortunately the networks are, controlled by the FCC and there's only so many things they can do from a creative standpoint. They could push the envelope. You know, remember when NYPD Blue was the first one to show a you know a naked butt on TV and you had um I think he said the word um can't remember the word and it created all this controversy. And yeah, I think certain shows have been pushing the envelope, but you're almost comparing apples to oranges here. And I do think that a lot of these people haven't seen these shows. These, you know, they, you know, they just have it. Well, remember when like Fleabag won and a lot of people yeah. had never seen Fleabag? No, I mean, they, like you think, that, yes, they're great shows, very creative, but they're also not mainstream, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Where, where where's, where's my Blue Bloods winning shows? Come on. Right. And Marvel movies, right? They should be nominated for more than just, you know, costume, right? Or, or, you know, they have huge actors in them, huge budgets, but those are never going to be. Also, listen, the, the subjectivity of this and the personal bias of what is a great performance, I think has caught up to them now, right? You know, you know when you have a movie do, you know, does a billion dollars in sales, it should win something. It just should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? We won. <laughs> yeah. We had the most money. We won. You lost. We won. You no, know, 100%. Enough, enough with your um, uh, mank and, and uh, no you one know, cares. No, no mad land or whatever. I mean, it was good, but, you know, I, I guarantee a lot of people did not see that. You know, did not. No. And people, I think, are tired at award shows. I mean, Ricky Gervais, really one of the last great hosts. I mean, I think people are just tired of being lectured to. I think, you know, people are this past year, people have become much more aware of race issues in this country. I think so many people have embraced it, gotten on board, learning. But I think people tune into these movies shows not to be lectured to. And you're lectured to throughout the entire show. And, And I don't know this either. 
um, and I should, but I don't. So I'm sure there's a category for like the eight part series, like, like Serpent, right? Which was fantastic. I don't know where they fit. I guess they're TV, but maybe they should also be part of a movie category, even though it's not a movie. But some of these six, seven, eight part series, that to me, th- those are the shows that should be winning. Yeah. And again, I'm not talking about like a comedy, like, you know, like Fleabag, that like just each week's a di- But some of these, you know, six or eight part miniseries or limited series, whatever you want to call them, they, they should win. Because I do think people are watching a lot of those. More of those. Um, hey, I wanted to ask you about an article, too. This was out of California and kind of going back a little bit to talking about schools and COVID. But the article that was in the L.A. Times was talking about actually students in California don't want to come back to school. What do you think about this generation now? Um, these kids seem very comfortable actually being on Zoom. No, they're, they're not. That's 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 the L.A. Times. It's wokeism. It's crap. These okay, kids so- want to go back. There may be five percent of the kids who don't want to go back. It's 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 total bull. It's okay, total you think it's crap? Bull. You think they found just a Absolutely. small? They're trying to create a narrative, okay. of to, 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 to so they could stay at home, do virtual. They're, you know, it's like when they find one couple that did X, Y, and Z, and somehow that's like a trend. No, sorry, kids want to go back to school. They want to socialize with their friends. They want to play with their friends. They want to play sports. They want to go to parties. They want the gossip. They want the socialization. They want to go to school you know maybe there's a few who've realized it's safer to be at home for whatever reason sure. or they're more comfortable yeah i i do think the pandemic's probably created some of that i've also said this if you're creating a virtual academy like montgomery county then kids who come from underperforming schools poorer neighborhoods should be able to go to any school they want in your county sorry they should be able to take you know Kids, kids from a, a, a poor neighborhood in Montgomery County or a school that underperforms should be able to go to Bethesda, you know, Chevy Chase High School or Wooten High School or, or uh, you know, Churchill, Anywhere. some yeah. of the top schools in the country. They should be able to zoom in or remote in. And sorry, the geographic, if you're going to have a virtual academy, then why do you have geographic restrictions? Yeah. And by the way, you can fire some teachers, get rid of some underperforming teachers because you don't need as many teachers in a Zoom setting. So, you know, they want it both ways. They want a uh, teacher. Will be, I could tell you right now, though, if kids go back to school in the fall, which they should five days a week and teachers are still at home. I, what a mess. It's You'd gonna be. fire what them. A, uh, oh, God. See you later. <laughs> Like the air traffic controllers, Reagan, goodbye. Your job is to be in school and teach. Get your butt in school. If you don't want to be in school, uh, by the way, I would have done it already. I I know you would have. If I was in a city or, or, or a town or that th- these teachers didn't want to come back, sorry. You know what? You can't only be essential when you're negotiating your contract. You know? Oh, sorry. Get back to work. Get back to school. Get in school. And by uh, the way, I yeah. don't want to hear all oh, some kids don't want to go back. And so if some kids want to stay home, you need to be in school. You're a teacher. Get in. Yeah, school. you're an adult. This is the profession that you chose. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, OK, let's talk some pop culture sports news. Do you care at all about this Kentucky Derby controversy and, you yeah, know, fame, uh, famous yeah. trainer Bob Baffert? What do you think um, about the Kentucky Derby winner, of course, testing positive for steroids? 
and he, you know, Bob so, Baffert. What's interesting to me is, and you know, I only really follow horse racing like many people for the triple crown and maybe the Saratoga, you know, where I used to go. But um, I was surprised to read that Bobby Bafford has had numerous questionable horses and violations and failed drug tests because he's a media darling, you know, NBC makes it like Bobby Bafford's the greatest thing since sliced bread. They interview him. They love him. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. They always feature him. Oh Yeah. And, you know, the four hour pregame show or whatever you want to call it on NBC, have they ever mentioned the five out of the last six horses or something that bought or five out of the last six months? He's had some sort of violation. No. So I, I was just going to say something that probably get me in trouble, but you know, it's amazing to me how some people just because they're charismatic and, and they do a great interview. They get, get away pass. with, yeah. This guy should not have gotten a pass. And again, a lot of it has to do with that, you know, racing is really state driven, not, not, there's no like national organization per se. Like Kentucky can ban you, but you could still r- run in Maryland or New York. And it's like boxing, right? But apparently, so the Maryland Jockey Club, which runs racing in Maryland, said he could run in the Preakness. He's saying it was some fungal ointment. I don't know. It sounds like an excuse when a pitcher gets caught. Oh, it was in my uh, tea that I had the other night, right? So um, he's a bad guy. Completely. He's probably a cheat. Unfortunately, the horse probably was cheating. Uh, And um, I don't think she'll run in the rest of the Triple Crown. But, you know, listen, it's a corrupt sport to begin with kind of like boxing and um, it should be treated as such, but it's not. Yeah. I mean, I think there's no doubt, right. He's a cheater. It's something like 30 violations in his career, which is I think double what most, um, you know, semi-famous trainers have had. Um, Yeah. There's no doubt. He had an excuse that the horse ate hay that a groom had peed on that. It's like, okay, dude, you know, you know that they're cheating 100%. And, uh, Hopefully he doesn't get that $1.8 million that would be paid out. I think he has to pay it back. Um, yeah. yeah, 100%. Okay. Um, any other sports things or, you know, obviously more coming out about Bill and Melinda Gates's divorce. She had consulted yeah. a divorce attorney two years. I don't know if this is really that interesting that you want to comment on it. I mean. Uh, I don't know. I mean, some people are saying it had to do with his ties to Epstein. I don't know if that's true or not. Sure. Um, you got. Benifer, Ben and Jennifer back together. I told Apparently, you last week. He was sending her messages back in February. Uh, I love the memes because he's a Red Sox fan and Rodriguez was a Yankee. That that's why he wanted her back. <laughs> I mean, aren't you going uh, away? You're a GM for God's sakes. Would you have time to do all this shit? Aren't these people busy? I mean, you guys are, they're like, they own businesses. They're, they're like preparing to be Super Bowl halftime features. How did she I don't know how she has time for all these men. It's like, my God. I mean, you've got two kids. Yeah. Like, don't you? I mean, you think they're busy, but are they really? I guess not. They're not. She could fly yeah. to Montana and hang out with him for the weekend. Yeah, I mean, they have so much money. They have, you know, all the resources they want. Um, so, yeah, I, you know. God, 
I, I guess that's it. Jennifer's back, baby. Oh, I voted no last night on the Fox Five poll. I saw I like, one no. meme. I saw one meme, and only people in the Mid Atlantic region will get this. But so apparently, the last time they were together was 17 years ago. Yeah. When the cicadas came out, now the cicadas are coming back. <laughs> I definitely yes, tie those two together so, for sure. So, by the way, have you seen any cicadas yet? I haven't seen one. Have you guys? I have not yet. I Don't think you, it's, is this a fake? Is this, are we getting the, not coming out? How do you feel? Are they, or are they like COVID where everything was delayed one year? So they'll be out next year. Don't you think this was hysteria? By the way, we did a story on Fox 5. I thought this was ridiculous. That there are actual emotional support groups on Facebook for people who are afraid of cicadas. Yeah, We've become weak. We are really, I mean, this is, no, this we, is what makes are, me a we conservative. Are so woke, so weak, so, oh. <laughs> See, this stuff drives, drives me, me nuts. Thank you. Go to work, go teach your kids, like enough with this. No, there's an emotion. There are emotional support groups now yeah. on Facebook for people who are afraid of cicadas and they ask you not to post pictures of cicadas because it's triggering. Yeah. Facebook will ban everyone. <laughs> That's the next thing that anyone posts a picture of cicada, you're going to get banned. Okay. I got one more question for you. I don't know. Yeah. Have you followed this Chrissy Teigen thing? I have not. Okay. Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I, I just wondered if she should be banned from Twitter because um, she basically told a 16-year-old Courtney Stoden, who's kind of like a reality show star, uh, to kill herself years ago, you know, in her private DMs. Um, and, you know, Chrissy Teigen rails against Trump, all this stuff, and yet has not, you know, I mean, telling a 16-year-old when Cr- Chrissy well, Teigen was like tw- 30. Well, like, all kidding aside, she's like Bobby Baffert. She's like Alec Baldwin. She's 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 a media darling, social media person. You know, she's considered, you know, very an woke. influencer, woke, whatever. So she gets a pass. She gets a pass. People, people got to wake up. There's there's just it's I agree with you on this one. The actually, hip, the hypocrisy is just so in your face. People don't say it. It's crazy. And by the way, no one's even hiding it anymore. Like. You know, I thought that was I mean, unbelievable. Demi, Lo- Demi Lovato, who I totally didn't agree with when she called out the uh, the yogurt place, right? Yeah. She got crushed for that, crushed. And maybe she should have, right? Like, who? Why do you care? Like, that was just dumb. But it's it pales in comparison to telling someone a six year old to kill themselves, right? So. I, it's I just the, the selective outrage. So, so to me is when you're selectively outraged at everything, like, and, and you're picking and choosing, then everything just falls on deaf ears for me. Like everything is just, and by the way, I, I every viral video now, I think is fake. Everything. Oh, I do too. I do too. Don't you, don't you question everything now? You're everything. like, it's like, set I'm up. Like, I'm like, that's fake. Okay, which one recently did you go? Oh, that's fake. Like, what? oh, I don't know. I, I can't remember. But there was like one, one, one recently seemed like a setup to me. Like, um, but they all seem like. And then I think people post things like, "Oh, I got this letter from this person." They're doing it just for the attention. It's like, what, what are we doing? Oh, like the woman we actually like it or not. I think it was last week. The woman who went, oh, you, I think you were on the show, actually. The woman who invited uh, strangers to her wedding. All for attention. I, yeah. Why do we care? By the way, the fact that you have no one else to invite. And I mean, look, 
look, I, I do this too, right? Like I put my whole life out there, but it, we are in that era now where everything that happens, even the woman, right? Where that we're yeah, not creating like fake scenarios, right? Not yet. Like, but like you when you when your son, when you, when you're shaking your son and his, uh, like, that's real. Oh my God. That was so <laughs> awful. Oh God. Yes. Oh, I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, it's fine. And, and to give our listeners context, we rented this ridiculous new bassinet, which retails for like $1,400. It's, Set your racket. I'm going into inventing children's things because parents yeah. will buy anything, right? But the whole concept is it's like a night nurse and it and it gently um shakes the child, not like shaken baby syndrome, but just like yeah, right. it jiggles the kid back and forth, right? Like a, like a rocker. A rocker, right? So ours broke the last week and decided to go to the highest level and stay at the highest level. And then as the parents that we are, we fell asleep and like left him there for like three and a half hours. I'm like, oh my God. So I wake up the next morning and it has an app. You know, you're being tracked all the time. Your baby's being tracked all the time. And it goes, oh, you know, it was soothing your baby for three and a half hours. And I'm like, oh my God, at the highest level. And it's only supposed to do that for maybe like five minutes. And then it's supposed to cycle back down to the lowest level. Oh God, it was, we freaked out. We called the pediatrician. We called Snoo, who claims that all their levels are safe. Anyway, they're sending us a new one, but it was... At least he didn't, like, flip out of it. Like, it catapulted out. God, don't even say it. I know. I'm sweating already. It's, like, so many things that you have to... Yeah. Anyway. But you're right. So, so by the way, so you're you're the... So, your your bassinet is the equivalent of uh, Peloton Tread. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. I should probably make a bigger deal about it that's new. Uh, No, I won't even say it. Never mind. All oh, right. all right, bummer. We got to Okay. You know what? Right, when, you re- when you retire, Patrick, you know, when yeah, you retire. When I retire, I can say really what I want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, where can people follow you? Patrick GM Fox 5 DC. We'll be back next week. Bye, Sarah.